1: To the sweet sounds of Kevin Bloody Wilson, it's hump day with Swatty and friends, Samantha Richards and Dane Swan, right in the middle of a domestic. Hello.
2: Hello, Dane. How What's going? going on there? It sounds a bit heated.
3: Well, do you want to introduce our guests first and then I can... No, no,
1: no, you can tell us okay. first, that we we'll are introduce, I guess.
3: Um, we were just having a standoff about working space. And how's um, that going? Well, Taylor seems think that her work's more important than mine.
2: And, and how do you feel about that?
3: I well, you tell me this is an important work. We're doing God's work here.
2: No, I Correct. totally agree.
3: It's just it's a shame um, that Taylor
2: doesn't see the importance of what you bring to the people, Dane.
3: Mate, it's a fucking tragedy. Um, but I think because the weather's a bit nicer, I decided to go upstairs. But, <laughs> pardon? This is not your podcast. This is Swanee and Friends, not Taylor and Friends. <laughs> so go away. Um, yeah, so I won. I won. You won. Pardon? Her meeting's over apparently, so um, oh, is she convinced that you work? No, she's not. Um, she thinks I'm a moron, <laughs> uh, an idiot. <laughs> but um, sorry, kind. She's just going down to do some washing actually. So um, <laughs> well actually, so I'm not trying to be sexist there. She's actually putting some clothes, putting some clothes out on the on the clothes horse, which is a clothes horse. Is a funny thing because it actually doesn't look like a horse, but. <laughs> Um, where did the name come I from? Some, do some, we some 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 know? Fuck if I know. I don't
1: know. No. All right, sounds like you need some backup, do So you've brought a yeah. guest along. You never stop working for us. Thank Who's you, that guest? Uh,
3: Man of mine. Well, I don't know what he'd call himself. He can he can introduce himself. But uh, Scott Dooley, all the way from from New York City, where <laughs> they're probably more fucked up than Melbourne's been the last <laughs> six months. So <laughs> um, he, he can talk about that. But uh, I don't know what do you call yourself, Scott? Hi, Scott. I don't know. I'm, I'm one of
4: I'm I'm just one of the friends. That's what I am. Yeah, I'm one friend. friends. That's what I put are on my
3: passport. Well, <laughs> what's what, what your job title? Comedian. I, uh, Wikipedia work, says what? comedian.
2: So should we go with that, comedian. or do you have something you prefer?
3: Yeah, I'd say
4: comedian. comedian. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like you know how for the U.S. election, they just send over people. It's clearly part of their contract, and you're like, oh, the cash cows at Washington, because mm. the guy in the cash cow suit had the deal, and now they've got to try to turn that into their correspondent. That's what I feel like I am here. It's yeah, like absolutely.
3: you made a bad
4: deal one time, and now you've got to cross because there's an election.
3: Yeah, well, it's a, it's a very good way to not get any more work in Australia by coming on here, mate. So... Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's the worst thing that could happen to a guy
4: called Scott going on a podcast with Dane Swan? <laughs> <laughs> Not absolutely
3: nothing. Have you heard about? Is me that too soon? Best? Are we too soon? Is that more <laughs> a Taylor and Friends joke? What am I doing? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, you'll be turning over, and May's spine just shivered then. Uh, no <laughs> doubt about it.
1: So, listen. Um, I Dane suggested you Scott, and I thought uh, I, I want to hear on the podcast what the connection is between you two because it's not all that obvious. Mm-hmm. But then I'm doing some research and, yeah, and Samantha, tell me if you can figure out why this might tell you why Scott and Dane are friends because he's got this fantastic popular, uh, podcast called Is There Something In This? About And the inaugural podcast was about New Yorker cartoons. Um, Scott, how many podcasts did you do after that first one? I have no idea. There's only one list of –
5: Oh, really? Oh, yes. no, no, we, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> there's only one list that I thought. There's the connection. <laughs> yeah. Work ethic. <laughs> yeah. we, I mean, we
4: have, we have okay, I got to say, we we weren't bonding over the blisters on our hands.
3: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Just, I may have had blisters for completely different reasons than what you think. <laughs> It's a big weekend.
1: <laughs> so we wanted to talk a bit of US, but not in a boring, serious way. And obviously, when's uh, when he said to, to, uh, that you're based over there, we thought, great. But what is the connection with you and uh, Dane, please? grind oh, Yeah, grind. I'm not sure what it was. I, I don't know. It's yeah. um, just a couple of
4: like-minded guys having a crack in the uh, <laughs> yeah. 2000s, and here we are. <laughs> Absolutely.
3: Times have changed. Yeah. more have they? Yeah, no, I'm not sure. I can't remember how we I think
4: we probably met through Heredia.
3: Probably.
5: Is it sound wrong? That was probably the
3: connection. I think so, yeah. And, and he's a good Collingwood man, so you can we can ask him about what's going on with um with the Collingwood <laughs> trade period at the minute. What is what is going? Can I just ask what is going
5: on?
4: Like If North Melbourne is looking at you going, God, you've got to sort yourself out, there is a
5: huge problem with your... (laughs)
4: Well, North Melbourne are clearly a destination club. uh (laughs) North Melbourne are the Donald Trump of the AFL. Like, they they don't think anything through and then act like it was a big plan and then will blame the media and then look completely shocked when the predicted thing happens and then go back to acting like it was a big plan.
3: Yeah. Um they don't, know, I don't know what's going on. They obviously, they're, they're, I don't know what Collingwood are doing, but they obviously think they have. A, they also think they have a plan. They obviously are not keen on their on their midfielders because they're trying to get rid of them all. What, what is
6: going
5: on,
3: Swanny? Were, um, hey, were you ever put like on the trade table? We was, was it ever said? Um, oh, listen, I'm sure. I'm sure behind closed doors. But, right.
5: Um,
3: yeah, they say everyone's up for for choice. They. Everyone's up for trade, depending on the, who they get back. But I was never actively told that, mate. We're looking at moving you, right? Because um, there's always
4: this. This is the this is the classic open mic question, which is how close were you to St Kilda? And they will always go, oh yeah. Listen, I had a really good meeting with, um, you know, Ricky Nixon, and we, we toured Moraben, and it just didn't. Come. <laughs> like, like yeah. did
3: you have? Do you have any of those stories? No, I think my manager maybe asked me. One, man, I can't remember. Listen, I can't remember if it was after the flag or just before it, but I think it might might been just after, and um, I said, i oh, the only place I'd entertain." I don't even know why I said, "Man, I love Collingwood. I'll never leave. I'm too lazy. I, I know what I can get away with here." Like going, going to a new club, you have to try harder. Not that I, not that I didn't try hard, but you have to fucking like try and work extra hard, do extra, stay Get there early, stay late. Because you have to impress your new teammates and that. At Collingwood, I didn't have to impress anyone because i had been there and also the top of the heap, <laughs> so it was fine. But uh, the only the only person, the only I think now, figures might have been lying, or I may have misremembered this. I'm sure, the only people I think might have been interested was Sydney, and maybe that's probably because they didn't hear what was what I was up what I was up to <laughs> off the field down down here in Melbourne, so they're away from it. <laughs> But that, that that was the only ever club I said, oh listen, if I if Collingwood don't want me, because I've always wanted to stay Collingwood. If, the only club that I'd ever think about going was up north, just to get out of Melbourne to see what footy was like in a sub in a state where no one gives a fuck about you. That that was the only time. But but I was hundred percent always going to stay Collingwood. There wasn't a time where my manager said all the clubs said, listen, explore other options or pickers will probably can get you fucking five you know twice as much money or for extra years or anything. it was nothing never like that. So but I'm sure they try to trade me behind closed doors, they try and trade everyone. Um if the right if the right deals there. So I'm sure my name was probably thrown up but I, I didn't come out of contract for you know for, for the last probably seven, eight years of my career I just kept extending it. So I was never like I was never running out of contract at the end of the year apart from the year I broke my foot.
4: So there was no like free agent period where you were where
3: you pulled. Nah, no, no I, I, there wasn't free agency when I was in. Or maybe being right at the end, but um. You was, feel the, really old. When I say that. Do you feel <laughs> <like, laughs>
4: you like, oh, making my, my day. There's no such thing. You know what? We we got paid and we got paid in
3: liniment and a pat on the back. <laughs> like, well, talk about feeling really old. This is this is a random segue. I was. How old is it? When do you think you're too old to be listening to, like, 16-year-old rappers and stuff like that? So I, was, Wait, I was thinking about this today. <laughs> so I was thinking about last night because I was listening to a 16-year-old talking about giving head, getting head, like, fucking. I'm like, these 16-year-old rappers, I said, I'm said, i 30, when I'm a 36, well, I was sitting in a car singing along to a 16-year-old boy talking about <laughs> fucking along. and, like, giving head and stuff like that. And then you see, like, females, like, young female girls talking about the same thing, like sucking dick and stuff. Well, I'm like, this is so inappropriate for a 37-year-old man to be singing along to. <laughs> but the music, but I blared it and I stung it at the top of my lungs.
1: You didn't, write, you didn't write a letter to the editors, Dane?
3: No, I don't know. Yeah, it still works. But You're old enough to be like their
1: dad,
2: rel- Dane. Did you know this? Look, you can tell you yeah, well, be their dad. I
3: just, I just think it's, um, I don't know, how old is it? How old is too old? to be listening to a sixteen-year-old? It doesn't even have to be talking about sex or you know whatever it is. It's just I just I was there, I was thinking I was in the car last night listening to this like sixteen-year-old rapper, and I was like, fuck, I shouldn't be seeing this. I shouldn't be enjoying this music as much. as I really wish he was twenty-seven. But I don't know. <laughs> well, see, now you're you're ahead
4: of me because this is one of the things in our friendship that we've often bonded over is our, our enjoyment of terrible rap music, particularly yeah. from Florida. And one of the – I'm now at the point where I'll only find out, out about new rappers when they're trending on Twitter because they were shot. Like, that's how I find all
3: my new music. I'm like, Extension sounds pretty good. Pity Extension. Yeah. Yeah. King Von, absolutely. Yeah, same. So, yeah, so, Ralph, do you listen to 16-year-old rap music?
1: No, my, my equivalent, Swanee, is my bout of just – Absolute shatteredness when the first um, guy at AFL level was picked who I was older than. Right. So that that was my moment. Apart from being five foot six and having no talent, yeah. But but that was my moment where I realised I'm probably not going to make it. Yeah, because really, so when, when, yeah, once you get part, when, when, that was your moment. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, I said, okay. that okay? would have been a while ago too. <laughs> <laughs> right?
1: But you would have had that in the club too, Swanny. Where all of a sudden, yeah, it's good being the young smart ass. But then all of a sudden, Mick would say, to you, listen, you're a you're a senior player now." And you go, "Oh fuck, am I?" Yeah, I suppose.
3: Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I'll obviously, <laughs> you got called old enough, but i was still at the top of my game, so I couldn't really um, <laughs> what, give can me you shift. Play? Yeah, but I'll, they all call me old in that now. Um, I'm going to have a kick with one of, with Benny Crocker after this. Um, and he he calls me old, which is which I am, I guess, in AFL terms. So, um, well, it is what it is. He's got to deal with it. Can't you? Can't play forever. Like all I told these young kids. Very true. Hey, forever. What about you, Scott, coming
1: through the ranks when all of a sudden you realise oh, I'm not the kid coming through the ranks anymore? I'm going to actually no, talk, I'm, talk I'm with people younger in- than me
4: still an option for me. As long as Tom Brady's <laughs> playing in the NFL, as long as Phil Rivers are playing like as long as guys that are older than me, I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. I'm like pushing Ricky Ponting to come back to the Australian so I can have a nice summer. That's my thing. But my my one was um when I shazammed a song in a supermarket. That was when I was like, all right, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of attack in this right now. <laughs> well
2: I think what was Michael- it? Well, yeah, what was the song? <laughs> The remember? song
4: was, it was My House by
3: French Montana, I think. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is French yeah. Montana it, doing in a
5: supermarket? Well, <laughs>
3: yeah, he was the start-up for it. He was, he, was, he was
4: just banging it out. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan has kind of moved the goalposts for me, I think, because I when we watched that documentary a couple of weeks ago and he came back at 31 and I'm only 33. So, like, now I kind of, like, say to myself, Oh, if Michael Jordan could do it at 31, I can do anything. Like I've done this this hand and a couple of my little kids that I teach, one um, one of them's got a broken knee, one uh, elbow, one's got a dislocated knee and I look at them and they're like, oh, they're so young, they can bounce back. And in my head I'm like, I'm only 33. If Michael Jordan can start his career again at 31, I can get back from this. So he kind of moved the goalposts and I feel younger than I probably actually am.
3: Okay. So, so you're saying I can, I can sing along. So the answer is I can sing along yes. to... Sexually explicit rap uh, songs by sixteen-year-old male <laughs> and female. Is Absolutely. that right? Yeah. yeah. And well, are you Are 10 you 10 worried about your brand if you do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, my image is going to take a fucking hat it's battering. So um, I'm going to go sing "Wup" at the top of my lungs um, when I get out of it.
1: So Scott, uh, last week you tweeted uh, when the election looked like a, a fade to complete. We're still not sure if it is, but. Uh, because it's a dollar ten on on some uh, betting exchanges. Um I'm glad it's over now. we can get back to being scared of dying. How's it going over there? It's actually starting to um, get
4: back to what it was. so in in kind of from March till about June, we were pretty much locked down, and it was a really different thing. and then, everyone kind of got a bit sick of that and started going out. Like, the infection rate had gone down in New York, but now it's coming back up. So I think we're – and actually, I wanted to ask the three of you, mm. what are some lockdown tips? Because we're heading back into a lockdown. Um, we've seen at the beginning of this podcast, Jane's um, attitude towards domestic bliss. So I've mm-hmm. taken a lot of that on board. Yeah. But what did you – because cause Melbourne – and I say this with due respect, but geez, you didn't stop complaining, did you? Like the whole. T- I couldn't get on Twitter without someone going, fuck you, Dan Andrews. Like, I never really liked my nan much anyway. Fuck you. Like, hey, there's such a weird attitude towards it. Right. What do you think?
3: Well, we got. I got- Recency um, bias now. So I can't remember ever bagging Dan Andrews. But well, we're 13 days in a row. What are you talking about? <laughs> he's, done a, he's done a great job. We're 13 days, baking a dozen of donuts today. Um, donuts, they're another thing. Donuts should only be eaten in the first six hours you buy them. Otherwise, they're no good. Oh, I um, completely
5: agree. Well, yeah, What are these
3: people getting on the plane with the Krispy Kremes No, nah, they're like- no good. Yeah, because I always buy, I always like go to the donut store. You buy like a 12 pack of something because that feels like the right thing to do. Then eight of them sit there for three days, and I'm like, I'm not eating them. They taste shit. Mm.
6: <laughs> so that's
3: a little tid- That's a little tidbit about donuts. But
2: I think the um, uh, t- in answer to your question about the Krispy Kremes and the donuts, I used to, on the plane. I used to do that because Perth never had Krispy Kreme, so it was like taking
3: home a souvenir. Too far.
2: Yeah, I know. Well, but my dad, if I got home
3: so I think Scott told you to fuck off. So you're one of those people <laughs> who uh, correct. Uh, that's nice, yeah. Crispy <laughs> um, creams, are they still a thing? Because now they're all those like the the creative, like the artisan do artisan donuts or whatever you call them. You know the real funky ones. Are they? Mm-hmm. Is Krispy Kreme still as popular as ever, or all like, of the individual boutique donut shops overtaking them?
2: I think you could be under something there, Dan.
3: Oh, you So you and you're talking like,
4: oh, you can get your tiramisu donut and your macchiato. Yeah, and one with the syringe
3: and yeah. that in them. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um. Not to be confused with syringes.
5: Yeah. they
3: like in Richmond and stuff like that, you know, like on the streets. You don't want them. You want to find a donut with the syringes been on the street. All,
5: all right. in a, now the metro you know, the methadone donut. Why are we being
3: so on this? You know
5: Man, man, that'd be a big seller.
3: It's a laser focused target market, to be fair. There's your, lo- there's your lockdown tip. Just eat methadone donuts for every day, and that'll sort of, you yeah. out. So, Scott, um, did you finish Netflix like Dane did?
4: Oh, did you do a lap of Netflix, did you, Sonny?
3: Yeah, yeah, I finished it. Yeah, Pornhub. Yeah. Um, Netflix, Amazon Prime. <laughs> Oh, man, it was tough. So, mate, surviving lockdown—that was about what it was. Um, because we we couldn't go outside. We could go outside for an hour. Mm. Is that right? Yeah, an hour. How yeah, is that an hour. Really? I don't. Know. Well, yeah, was- I, I would find it very very difficult to believe anyone in this chat was did not break the rules. I was going to ask this question when we got further down the road. Who actually broke the rules? But while we're here, I would guarantee ninety five percent of Melbourneans were out for an hour and one minute at some stage, you know, or out twice a day to walk their dog right, or something right. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not, well, it's not police, it's a short answer, unless because of the 5K rule, a co- I never I've, I've never had any instruction with the police because I was always obeying the rules. So um, if, you a five, if you were 5K out, you could get it in trouble to they look at your address. But I think it was the, I uh, think the people police themselves on that rule.
1: Scott, it even got to the stage because the, the limit of exercise was 5Ks and they were pulling you up on your bike and checking your Garmin uh, if you were serious about it and to... <laughs> was that <laughs> yeah. serious? Yeah. Yeah. There was, there was one of a lady who went for a walk. The police stopped her. She was 58 minutes from home. Um, and uh, and no worries. And then they went to her home, and when she got back after a two hour walk, uh, they were there to book her. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. So, so they didn't muck around. Mm. Uh,
4: they they, well, had, well,
1: just, she was she cop a fine or what? Yeah, yeah, she got the fine. Yeah, so I think it was a $1,500 fine at the time. So, any, any yeah, it, it was the government's <laughs> biggest revenue source. crispy
3: creams Krispy Kreme could you get back to Perth? and <laughs> <laughs> quite a few. They right, actually, you know, the um. One thing we never talked about in here the one the one thing from the the government or the police whoever did it that i didn't appreciate was the dobbin a neighbor campaign mm. like that is a good way to fuck up your street yeah i australian isn't <laughs> and, it
2: to be honest
3: Like I, I understand if next door had 150 people there and they'll bang music at 3am when you're not meant to be yeah absolutely Like, but if you if you see two people Walk into their house, your next door neighbour. You're gonna completely ruin your fucking apartment building or your street until for the length of your um, your living there. So, you
4: know, do you know what? That was a great idea. Here's my theory on this. That was pushed by the stitches industry because they were struggling because people weren't out riding bikes, falling over hurting themselves and they had all these stitches <laughs> lying around and we know who gets stitches. Yes. Snitches. Snitches.
5: <laughs> and I Gosh. think whoever did it from
2: <laughs> I guess my As advice, 20, my, it, it, my advice uh, would be to yeah, leave.
1: Sorry, what's your advice?
2: My advice would be to leave. I feel like everyone that left when when um I don't know if you saw Scott but there was a weekend here that there was kind of like a mass exodus from the state when the footballers were leaving, the V8 supercar drivers were leaving, all of their partners and families. And that's where everyone kind of ran for the borders. And though I think that's why people were so sour on, on the socials, because all of their mates that managed to escape before the borders closed were the ones that were tanning on a beach in Brisbane somewhere, constantly putting it on their Instagram. So I think that that, that would be my, if I could do it again, I'd leave. And then, secondly, yeah. the second tip would be clock Netflix.
3: Oh, and I definitely have two workspaces. <laughs> <I> definitely. <laughs> well, Third tip: you know, two
2: workspaces. Good if, idea.
3: If you can be in the if you can be in the house with each other, that's fine. But as long as you're doing different stuff during the day, I had the fortunate pleasure of Taylor working nine for pretty much nine to five. So she was downstairs or upstairs um, doing meeting stuff. So I. We'd watch the basketball all day, and the basketball's not at a good time here for us. Obviously, it's during the day, so um, we wouldn't really come back together till you know five o'clock, so was, that was okay. Cause it was if we were in each other's pockets 24 hours, I think any couple mm. you would tell you that it wouldn't last long. So, um, oh, I, I'm not gonna lie, when you said, Do you want to come on my podcast? I
1: fucking jumped at the <laughs> end, <office. laughs> exactly.
3: It's a 24 hour podcast, yeah so, <laughs> I'm
1: here, man. yeah. so, what's life for you, Scott? You married
4: yeah married uh yeah married um my wife is from new zealand um but you know nobody's perfect so we let that slide and, um
1: yeah living here in new york been here for seven or eight years now yeah and there's a good uh, there's a good ex-aussie population there you mates with some bread blanks so i'm mates with Brad blanksy but i know there's a lot of aussies that have that real connection over there
4: yeah yeah no there's a certain the australian mafia is uh certainly alive and well and um it's always it's always fun meeting the the Aussies that come over here when they first get here. Um, there's some certain extracurricular activities here that really blow people's minds, which is um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: but what's, what's the uh, what's the transition from being uh, you know you're making it over here, but then you take the jump to going over there, and all of a sudden you realise you're probably not that important.
5: Thanks, <laughs> <Well>, thanks,
1: Rob. <laughs> in, a, in, in, in an awesome way, because Will Anderson—I've heard Will Anderson speak about it. You think, "Jesus, he's a superstar over here," but it, it's just a different, uh, different way of uh, challenging yourself. Mm. Yeah, so I, I came over here, and I've I've
4: pretty much pivoted ro- like jobs now, um, yeah. as everyone does in COVID. The word "pivots" a big one. So, um, yeah, I've, 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 I'm still doing a bit of comedy stuff, but mostly now <clears> producing things, and I, I, you don't want to be the guy that talks about the stuff that he's about to do, Yeah, we've got a few few things on the go. <laughs> and, um, yeah,
5: it's
4: uh, you know, it's all signal. Samantha, so, you know, I'm sure you've addressed this previously. What have you done to yourself? You've
5: got a cast.
2: Oh, you are in a sling. Yes, this is my accessory. Um, I snapped some ligaments in my hand, and I had to have them reconstructed a couple of weeks ago, so I've had some complications since. Just doing a handstand, you know, as you do. On a Wednesday afternoon.
5: No, I don't. I'm
2: a I don't. perhaps at my age, at 33, I shouldn't be doing handstands. No, I I teach kids to do handstands and it was just – I just lent on it funny and it all of a sudden felt like there was glass under my hand and there actually wasn't. I'd just torn some ligaments. But because of COVID, just getting a doctor's appointment took 10 days and then getting an x-ray took another 10 days. So it, it's actually been injured for about four months and I had surgery two weeks ago. And now I've got a – I've had a little complication where my body has rejected one of the pins. So one of the pins is like pierced through my hand and it's like sticking up. So it's got to be in this twenty four seven, unfortunately, until for another four weeks. Which is fab
5: Do you have a
4: respect? I, I had to I had the same Jordan DeGoey injured himself and had the, he, he tore the ligaments in his tore the tendon the tendon in his finger and so oh. and I had that same injury. Uh, when I had that injury, I was doing a radio show.
5: Yeah. And
4: I took, I reckon I took a week and a half off,
5: yeah. right,
4: off doing a radio show.
5: Yeah.
4: <laughs> Jordan DeCoey was running and kicking a football the day of his surgery. I know. Do you feel appreciation for these footballers that walk in, go and get a full knee, Rico, and walk out and talk to, like, Damien Barrett,
5: She's outside <laughs> in front of the hospital? <laughs> Like, I well,
2: do. I, when well. I went to the meet with the surgeon, I said to him, all oh, right, what's the prognosis here? And he goes, six months. I said, six months. I come from a world where Cooper Cronk broke his hey, arm. Good, I, I can go back to the bulls at I'm, I'm <laughs> i can. I can have some court time. I literally said to him, Cooper Cronk, Cooper Cronk broke his arm and played in a final five weeks later. A bone takes
5: In the four grand to six. With a broken, shoulder, with a broken yeah.
2: shoulder, I know. I said this is the world I come from, mate. And he goes, "Matt, that it's, it's six months." And I thought to myself, because Joel Selwood a couple of weeks before broke his thumb or like or did some kind of hand injury, and on the Friday night game and tra- and trained Monday morning and played the next week, I was fucking off my dick for about seven days. I didn't know which way was up. I couldn't remember my name. I was so fucking high for at least a week. <laughs> I still can't
3: And then scratch. you got with surgery. <laughs> <laughs>
2: exactly. I don't know how they do it. Joel Selwood, Jordan Nagoe, Tom Lynch a couple of weeks ago that had surgery and played with his hands strapped. I literally can't scratch myself with these well, figures.
3: It's, it's Jordy's fault. It's clearly Jordy's fault for trying to lay a tackle. That's not his go. <laughs> yeah, a, I couldn't that, agree with that that's, that's not Stay his in your go. You have you have you have you have role, you have role players in teams who aren't very good, who do that shit for the good players. Yeah. When he learns that, he's going to become a much better player. When it's all about... I hope he's listening. Well, does, how many tackles does, he does play a game? <sighs> well, I don't know, maybe he's the best player in the game. Because he does. You do what you're good at.
6: Yeah. Let the
3: baker... Jeff Walsh used to coin the saying, let the baker bake the bread. <laughs> just let the people who are good at what they do, do what they do. Absolutely. And Jordan's very good at that.
2: I just don't know uh, how you guys do it. And I've thought about... Dane, Dane said before the surgery, Dane kind of like... I don't know. Made it sound like oh, it's such a brush-off surgery. Like I've been thinking about you a lot, Dane. It's not a brush-off surgery, and this is fucking frustrating and painful. But like, Dane was like, "Oh yeah, I had that. Oh yeah, I just got some this." And like, it was such a throwaway sentence how he had the same surgery. And I was like, "This guy's a fucking hero." Dane wears a cape, and I didn't even know.
3: Well, I played three years with that injury, so See? Um, and one, the- and I was all Australian. We first with it. Pick that up, then. But basically, I'm no, no, I was actually saying that I struggled. Like I would have been a much better player. Right. Well, I probably would have won four brown. Well, you know, <laughs> you, you can't win. To, you can't win to win one year, can you? Unfortunately, I don't. think But so they somehow would have found a way. But, yeah, um that's true. I don't, I don't, I don't, <laughs> they would have said, in light of extreme services to
4: football. Yeah. We would like exactly. to offer you a second Brownlow medal.
3: Well, I don't think that would have been fair. Yeah, here for a talk, would,
4: you have to present it to
3: yourself. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, think that would, I think that would have been fair. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You have to take it off your own shoulders and put it back on.
2: Dane, yeah. Dane who presents the Brownlow if you win two in a row? I don't remember.
3: I've got no idea. I don't know. Who, has anyone done it? Robert Harvey did it or did he? Uh,
1: that's yeah. Sure, it's just a commissioner. Oh, I think it's probably the CEO who's up on stage anyway.
3: Right. I also think it's, it's a new thing,
4: the last guy giving it to I, I want to say that's only totally started. Rip. Like, the only one I can really remember was when Cooney gave it to Ablett because he gave him a little, kiss, a little, kiss, on a little on the kiss on the head. Well, Lockie <laughs> Neal gave it to himself.
2: Yes, true. That From from the um,
5: stand next to <laughs> him, that he was got,
4: awkward. He got it off the tarot cash mannequin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
5: it's
4: a brilliant <laughs> bit of television. <laughs>
5: Was, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it.
4: Like, the Brownlow medal is fucking weird at the best of times.
5: Oh, this year was but amazing.
4: let alone, like, in COVID. I, I didn't see any mate, of it, but I it was, just saw
3: all the tweets of people going mental. It was weird, um, mate, especially the blokes who in Melbourne. So I think the Melbourne Footy Club and a couple of us, well, the uh, the AFLC had them in a room. And I don't think they were allowed to drink and had that mask on. It dead said, look. Like they had their legs chained around the table like they were in like an Austrian basement somewhere. <laughs> well, that's what they look like. They look like they weren't they clearly weren't enjoying themselves. It looked so like, a like a hostage, hostage. video. It no, really man, absolutely it did. It was it was <laughs> weird. imagine like blinking to... to try to get attention. Like yeah <laughs> but oh, I'm positive it did go a lot quicker than the last ones. But, yeah. you know, yeah, asked Neil I'm sure he loved it because he won it. The rest of them, like I say every year, the only person who likes the Brownlow is the person who wins it. The rest have... Oh, Bruce that. has fun. I, so I'm going to call you up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Talking <laughs> players, I mean, I mean players. Or, or, or if it's your first or if it's your first time there, you just go and get shit-faced and fucking have a ball. But if you've been there for a couple of years, it gets pretty monotonous. Mm. But mind you, sports bet, and now the television, now are uh, the betting agency with the AFL. So i have have every chance to be there next year if Sportsbet will still have me.
5: Oh, can um, I
3: li- Yeah, life, well, my missus certainly doesn't want to go. So absolutely. <laughs> well, hey, Scott, you
1: actually opened a the door there. When you won the Brownlow. 20 Swanee, who was closer to you that night out of Bruce and Taylor?
3: Um, Bruce, Bruce's handshake was pretty firm. Yeah. Feeling long as well. <laughs> there, was, huh? a, there, was a, there was a little like... A little, like He really got hold of you, didn't he, Dan? Yeah, but I thought, but he does say what is there anyone who knows more about anything about sport than anyone else knows in any other field? Like Neil deGrasse Tyson knows more about the the science or the the fucking whatever he's good at than Bruce knows about (laughs) Australian sport. He's the best at his job. That anyone else is the best at their job in the world, if you know what I mean. There's mm, mm. yeah, no, an elegant up, way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 yeah, he pops up on every mate Olympics, fucking horse racing, mate. The, the netball, fucking camel racing in the outback, mate. He's brewing out it. but uh, he does do research because.
5: Oh yeah. I'm not sure
3: where he did. I'm not sure where <laughs> he did this year, but when I, I think 2010 when I or 2009 when I was starting to get boats, so he comes out. He must do like the top ten. Um, blokes who are going to have a chance to win. He comes down, and sits with you for like half an hour to an hour and just, mate, he's got a fucking you know, notepad. He's got a thousand mm-hmm. notepads and he pulls over and just, so, same, you know, family, blah, blah, this, that. they just writes notes. So he, he just fucking obviously... He's so he he met you training, going. is that right? Pardon? You've never, you never know, told yeah, the yeah. story. So what happened? I? Yeah. yeah, so yeah. he comes down to the... um Lexus, what I, I can't yeah. remember what it's called now. I'm going to call it the Freeway Ford Centre. <laughs> um, Jake, <laughs> Jake King calls it the uh, Mitsubishi of Knox Centre. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the Freeway Ford Centre down there in um, in the city, um, and it was just after training one day, or something during the finals, I think. And then well, I was after training, we sat in the cafe, and like it just goes through like your history, um, junior club, where you played, how you played, family. What they like, what what they do, Um, you know. And game seven in game seven in two thousand and four, Dane just seemed to be your breakout game. I was like, fuck the final, I don't know what you thought talking about.
5: (laughs) Do you you get that
3: feeling like you're there's something really?
4: Intoxicating about being like seeing someone at the top of what it is they do. It doesn't matter even if you know yeah. when you see the guy that's making the noodles amazingly, and there's something kind of mesmerised. Is that is that the feeling when you see Bruce in full flight, like doing oh, yeah. that? You're like, I'm amongst I'm, one of the greats here.
3: Yeah, and like he lo- and like saying like he's good at. It, he loves his job, I think, more than anyone loves their own jobs. Like he just Right he, he fucking loves it, and um, he's, he's extremely good at it. So yeah, he just. Sis so Daddy knows more about you than you know about yourself. Mm. I'm like, okay, do I? Shit, are you walking <laughs> with me? I, I, I left that meeting I'm like, fuck, I'm pretty good. They're going to the cafe
4: and going to take an No, 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 Daddy, you don't like mushrooms.
5: You know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mate, so
1: you're entirely uh, yeah. totally right. I, I met him early doors uh, when I was just a kid a couple of times. And what strikes you about him? And you've since heard it in, in <laughs> interviews with him when he talks about himself, and he's not actually big on doing that. It, why is is almost? You wouldn't be he good can, on this podcast then. Correct, but it can it can sometimes be parodied. But the reason why is because he's just 100 percent genuine like yes. there's no he's, he's not putting it on he's being himself and that's what makes him such a legend because his work ethic his background? Blows What's his
5: background,
4: was he was he a, was he is he a frustrated athlete or
1: he always wanted to be a broadcaster
5: like do we uh, know?
1: i don't think so and and i you don't know my background but with racing and he was uh he started off as a trots caller in South Australia, um, okay. but then also got into
3: athletics. Hey, uh, quick, he's a um, big uh, athletics quick, man, yeah. Quick quick story on, off the subject. So it's, it's quite funny. I'm not sure if I've thought it before, but we were down um, like years ago, down at Max, Nick Maxwell's um, holiday pad down in St. Andrews and all that. And there was a couple of players and there was a young Irish kid there and he's missus, uh, Caleb Mooney. I'm not sure if you remember him. Yeah. And um, so we're down there. We're on the piss. Um and we'll sit down and we'll, the races run and then the trots come on. And I'm not sure I've heard, told you on this story on the here before, but Kaylin's missus was like, Oh in a in her, you know, cute Irish accent I was like, Oh geez, that's very well, isn't that sweet? And we are look at the trots going, Yeah, okay, why? She goes, Oh, it's great that they've got races for disabled jockeys. <laughs> 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 around,
5: like, what? It's like, it's just like,
1: yeah, that's cute. There's races for the same old jockeys.
5: And like, Fucking hell. Ralph's <laughs> gone. Yeah.
3: So um, there's, there's, the there's me, and that's not a joke. That's that's, that's true too. So um, they're not in the country anymore. So that's fine. So we can we can. I forgot her name, but um, that was quite funny. <laughs>
1: My understanding, Scott, with with Bruce is, and he he's definitely a big breakthrough there was the 1984 Olympics on Channel Ten. Where at the time, he was just sort of known for South Australian work, and he got into a production meeting, and I think Mike Gibson was the main host or whoever at the time. And Bruce basically said, "I know more than everyone else here, but not not in a in a bragging way, but just leave it to me. I'll do the lot." And that was the <laughs> end, and and he did, and that was so. And we're talking, he was Google before Google. <laughs>
5: Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was Carl
1: Lewis's first year and he just dominated.
5: I,
4: I feel sorry. I I had a couple of mates that played in grand finals in the AFL in years that Channel Ten had the broadcast. Yeah. And I feel sorry for guys looking back and not having Bruce call it like <laughs>
6: that
4: like that's a bit of a bummer because, but you know, Bruce, Bruce is the voice, and, and, and especially when it was Bruce and mm. um just To
5: me, cool. like,
3: that was the best one. So, it's a bit the same as, like, the, the guys who played in the 2010 grand final not being able to see Meatloaf perform. <laughs> <laughs> it
4: we down, saw, we it's down down the one that saw both
3: Meatloaf and Lionel Richie <laughs> hey, Yeah <laughs> actually, uh, unfortunately
1: i got to miss them Oh bad luck there Hey so Scott can you tell us in a nutshell what life is like Because as Dane says for most of us politics is whatever the fuck And then you know we had to obviously put up with the uh, press conference every day Because that actually affected our lives But most of us don't give a shit about politics most of the time But yet yeah, probably haven't got that choice in America at the moment
4: no, uh, it's pretty. It's pretty um, all-encompassing, and because and I think COVID's kind of heightened that because everyone's looking for guidance on what to do. So the the thing about America is they are they're fifty separate countries essentially when it comes to things like this. Like the the states' rights issue is a big thing. So we've been looking at um, uh, Cuomo a lot. Andrew Cuomo was the <laughs> governor of New York. He was the guy that was in charge. Um, so, so that was bubbling away for most of the year and then the presidential election obviously came along. Um, when, so we were upstate when they called the election and came straight back down into the city because it was like the biggest party that was going to happen. And it was like, it was, we were in the West Village, which is a pretty like, um, like it's a super gay area, friends of ours live there, and it's like it's like the party Area for you know rich people, <laughs> um, and there's all these like really nice restaurants, and everyone's out on the street eating because there's no indoor dining at the moment. And we were we were having a couple of jars on the our friends um, the stairs, the stoop in front of their place, and you'd hear like just a wave of applause. So, like everyone would start cheering and horns and start honking and you know people would go crazy and it'd just be some punter walking past with a Biden Harris t-shirt sure on. Right. Like it was a really it was a really wild time. The flip side of that is that we're about to get one of the most tremendous um second waves of COVID ever because <laughs> oh <we're> literally <laughs> hugging on the street and sharing drinks. <laughs> so, is it worth it?
3: Was is it worth it? Is that is that the, is the payoff worth it to get Trump out or?
4: Well, that's a bit, listen, for me, and I don't want to get political, it was worth it to see the Four Seasons Total Landscape <laughs> the press conference, which was the most amazing, like, I don't know if you know the story, Samantha, but would they called the press conference, they said, we're going to have a press conference at Four Seasons in Philadelphia. The guy that's called has called the first four seasons he's seen, and it's a landscaping company about 20 clicks out of town. <laughs> and rather than just saying, oh shit, we said the four seasons, we met the Marriott, they went, no, 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 this was where it was meant to be the whole time. It was between it. So the four seasons total landscaping is between a crematorium and a dildo shop. <laughs> and, and it gets better. So Giuliani said, oh, it, this is where the press conference is. He goes, oh, I can't believe these Democrats are going to steal the election, blah, blah, blah. Hey, here's my mate. He's going to tell you even more about it. And this guy gets up and goes, I've been seeing this forever. And someone goes, "Hey, is your name uh, Frank Smith?" He goes, "Yeah, Frank. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right." Yeah. "You're the convicted sex offender,
3: right?" And go, "All right,
5: this is finished."
3: <laughs> <laughs> right, you know, you know what? Like, I don't give a like politics. It doesn't. Well, I'm sure it affects me, but I couldn't give a fuck about politics. So I, I kind of, I kind of wanted Donald Trump to win just for the next four years of, of just like the the best reality TV show on the. On Earth, well, Well, I I I listen to him and watch him because he makes me laugh. Yeah, which is which is a luxury you have. Yeah, like when you
4: live here, it's a bit different, and (laughs) it's um, it's you know, not to get serious, it's very bad for a lot of people here, Mm. and and it's not a direct result of his stuff. It's the it's the knock on effect of like racism is, and I, I. and, and it's a hard thing to say, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a hard thing to say, with, you know, concretely, but there is definitely a different attitude here than there was before.
1: With racism? Uh, yeah, oh,
4: absolutely. Yeah, yeah. A- absolutely. And, and that goes beyond, like, George Floyd and all that stuff. Like, you know, my wife is... Um, a person of color, and you know, like we've got all the friends that are, and to have to check in on people because of shit the president said mm. is not great. It's weird,
5: isn't it? No. So let's get back yeah, to the dick jokes. Hey, did
3: yeah. <laughs> <what laughs> well, <laughs> No, Actually, I, I, I did have another um, <clears throat> social social dilemma, or oh, not social dilemma, just some, more, just some more etiquette for when you're out at dinner. I'd like to get people's views on. So obviously now we can go out for dinner, you know, with four people or whatever, and we're starting to move out again now. Um, with the etiquette, with so you get dinner. Usually you get some bread rolls and stuff. Like, oh, and then I'll talk about like your red wine. So everyone, when the red, when the butter when the bread comes, everyone gets their roll. If you don't, if one person doesn't take their roll, when is it acceptable to take it? It, it, can't sit, it, it can't sit there till the end of the dinner. It's completely unacceptable. I think it's when, if your main, if your main comes in halfway through your main and you haven't grabbed it yet, it's fucking up for grabs. Wait, are we, are
4: we working? Are we working on the traditional entree, main, dessert, or are we jumping straight to a main?
3: No, entree, main. Like, if, if anyone, put it this way, if anyone fucking grabs their bread roll while eating a fucking melt lava cake, they're absolutely psychopath and it's to be thrown in jail. <laughs> yeah. I,
1: I, will, I will happily endure that.
4: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So
3: my point, yeah, so it's- um,
1: So you're not the type to actually say, are you gonna have that? Because I'll have it if you want. You'd rather well, just wait to see in your no, own head.
3: I just, I just eyeball the fuck out of him for ages. And, uh, <laughs> And until they go, oh, do you want that? And I'll be like, oh, yes, I do. I do well, so you, well. make, you make it as unpleasant as possible for
4: everyone yeah. else at the table until you can get that extra little bit of yeah. bread roll after
3: anything.
5: Yeah. So, okay.
3: yeah. Well, but no, I'll steal Taylor's. That's no problem because I can deal with her wrath. But the like other people, I'll be polite enough not to um, not to take it. So She's a lucky you know, woman. She's a lucky oh, woman. Mate. I say it a lot. <laughs> She's left. She's left and the other thing is with red wine <laughs> um like if you then like a nice bottle of red wine medium price bottle like if you want to if, if you're in a different drinking um speed to everyone else do you have to slow up so everyone gets a fair suck of the sauce bottle or and someone who has drunk you
4: know, literally half a bottle of wine during this conversation, no, yeah, no. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> so, you
3: snooze, snooze, you loose.
4: Is that is that what well, I, I think, think so?
1: Absolutely, yeah. I
4: think a few things to unpack here. So let's start with the bread. It depends on the entree. So if you're mm. if you've had your bread roll as your
3: pre entree, sure. okay. When does everyone get there? I'll try it as soon as it comes out. But
6: does mm-hmm. everyone else?
2: Yeah, or if for yeah. some reason I'm not hungry for it, I, I take it from the centre and put it on my little yeah. side plate. And so that and that
3: is now, More bread roll to do Our with what? You
2: Absolutely. Yes,
3: but then, but if your bread roll is not eaten while it's been sitting, when the dessert cup well halfway through your dinner, you're being greedy, and I should deserve to take it off your plate. <laughs> oh, you take it off a plate, not out of the bowl. Well, <laughs> well if it's if it's just been if it's too natural after the. Mains come out, you know how this, some of these restaurants are very nice, but you don't get fucking much food because, they, you know, like. They're it's a, it's like a very artistic hour. flair of like pea smeared yeah. along there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you're like, I've had three <laughs> bites and I've and finished before everyone. And there's some bread <laughs> rolls just sitting You there are, you are just, a very, just the I will course. say
4: you're a very quick eater. And you've actually, yeah, oh, you actually finished a couple of my meals before. Hang on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. on. I'm going
3: for money. Hey. The other people's meals, well, what, one what, of the, what, the great what, carb loaders
4: of our time. Exactly.
3: Well, <laughs> well, 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 Scott, usually after we have dinner, I don't eat for three days. So I need to eat as fucking much as I can get and can get in. <laughs>
0: so,
3: um, God, 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 hopefully what, the fifth what, on that, would, your honour.
6: Yeah. Where
3: would you rather go in the bin? Well, <laughs> Mate, you can't take it. But the chef will be disgusted if you don't eat it. So I'll clean up for everyone. Yeah. No, you, you. Uber. Well, someone's got to eat it. Um, oh, my goodness. But so that, that was the dilemmas I added. So we're saying after after dinner, halfway through um, the main, you can take it, or if it's on someone's plate, it's says to do what they choose with. Mm.
2: But if you're going to claim the bread roll, you have to eat it. Like, why would you not eat well, bread it. the bread roll? It's one of the best bits about going out.
3: Exactly right. So while you go during dessert, you go, sorry, I didn't eat it. Like, well, well, been staring at it for 45 minutes. Selfish.
1: Goes, <laughs> Do you think the fact that you're cleaning the other person's plate up as well? Yeah. I'm not giving it away. <laughs> I'm
3: giving it like, it, like, it, like, away. I'm giving away. i And now I think for restaurants, don't bring the butter out. fucking ice cold. <laughs> like, it's,
6: it's it's, like, like, yeah. It just
3: completely ruins it. But you can't butter anything, it's a fucking yeah. disgrace. Go back in the microwave for ten seconds.
1: Is that COVID normal?
3: No, well like, Who knows who knows. Yeah. Would you but, ask oh, them to hey, Dane? Would you send I the butter I back? back?
2: Would you send the butter back?
3: No, but was, I would never send anything back, even if someone put a dog shit on me tail, on me <laughs> plate. It like, oh, yeah, okay yeah. that wasn't too bad. That wasn't too bad. Yeah, that was it, like I'm not I'm not that kind of person when no matter what it is I would send it back. I'd always go, how was that? Yeah, that was all right. that's fucking horrible. But um, always <laughs> Wait, now, I've got a
4: question. I've got to follow-up here because you're a very recognizable person in Australia, particularly Melbourne. Yeah. Do you find your attitude changes when you're over, like when you're over here in New York and you go out for a meal with me and Ashka, do you then think, you know what, I can send this back and I, no one's going to go, oh, fucking Dane Swan, what a princess when it comes to his stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, do, do you have a bit of a different attitude?
3: Yeah, I'd get Taylor to do it. <laughs> so, yeah, so you're just as brave overseas as you are. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, But, no, but I, I, I would, I'd tell Taylor not to do it here. I said, "Don't worry about it. Well, we'll get some now. So I'll eat it. Don't worry about it. You can you can go hungry." Um, <laughs> as I said, she's a very lucky woman. Yeah, she, she's clever. <laughs> but, but but over there, I'd say, can you please take that back? She told or some of that. So because I don't have the yeah. I don't have that personality I don't have the it's not confrontational but I'm I don't know I don't know what you call it but like I'd just be like Taylor can you please take it back or I'm going to eat it I'd just go that's shit shit." she'd be like well why don't you say something I said because I don't want to and then I will just complain that I'm hungry. So if like fuck, I'll do it. Then I'll be like, aha, yes, okay, thank you.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and you
4: and do you do do you do the like the shrug and the the rolling of the eyes to the waiter? Do oh, don't don't look at me, pal. I got to live with it. Yeah,
5: Mate,
3: do- really- <laughs> what are you doing? If it's not too much trouble, mate. But listen, I really enjoyed it. It's just you know uh, you know that that dog shit on the table is not what I
5: asked
4: for um, yeah. she's, and, and listen I, I don't want to labor the point but she's a very lucky, woman. Very, lucky oh, very lucky
1: very lucky, uh, all right we've got messages from our Instagram uh, Swanee and friends from it's Wones uh, I'm not going to say that last word even here Swanee are you happy with your couch it's exactly like mine I think it's a good value couch <laughs>
3: What has he know? Uh, Well, it's a fucking expensive couch, so you must. Um, <laughs> she, she's wearing the mask. She wants a new one, so um, I've had it since I've been here ten. Well, I've got a I've got a custom made, so we must. So unless he just got my dimensions. Um, off my couch, yes, I love my couch. It's like it's like a single bed on one side, and then it's got. Like, I wanted. Well, a, often I, you I, put that
1: on your Insta stories. Uh,
3: you, yeah, that in your bed, so
1: that's probably where they saw, saw it.
3: One thing I wanted, I wanted depth. I love. I need depth in a cushion, mm. like, like long ways so I like yes. can lay down. And I out. And so I've got like this, like the single bedside, so I can side with a single bed and then like your, your two or three fucking cushions, whatever you call it. Um,
6: yeah.
3: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I'm happy with the couch, but we, I've been told we need, we're getting a new one. So um, that'll be on the street soon enough.
1: Scott, anything to add there?
3: We well, got a white couch, and I'm too
4: scared to sit on it. Yeah. And this thing cost it cost a fort. I and I'm serious. I, I can't. I can't sit on it. I've got. To, I lay down blankets. It's like. It's like I'm trying to hide a crime scene under it. It's terrifying. Drink red wine on it.
6: Well,
4: then I, mean, I make exceptions. <laughs> <laughs> it's <not>
5: an animal. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> Uh, from Tab Swanney, what do you think is the reason Geelong keeps re- recruiting so many older players?
3: Uh, well, they're trying to add youth. Right. So I uh, think 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 Higgins and Cameron will probably bring their age uh, average down a bit. But well, they'd want to win the flag in the next year or two. Otherwise, mm. they're going to be fucked if they don't. If they give Cam if they give um, like GWS their first two first round draft picks this year, and they've traded Higgins for 30 or whatever. Um, well, they're putting all their eggs in this basket. They're obviously trying to get Patty to win a flag. Um, so I don't mind the move like trying to win for the now, um, because you can always rebuild, you might just have to go through a bit of pain. Um, so I don't mind trying to win a flag now. But if they don't, I guess the people will go like everything. If you don't succeed, people will be like, Well, they fucked up asking for Cameron and Higgins. And I don't think I'm, I think I went I went through a workout, um, I might, I might be going back there. Um, and uh, Mate, don't, be don't be surprised if Alex Rance ends up at Geelong.
5: Um,
3: <laughs> no, hey, you see, you might think I'm joking. Like, I've heard significant whispers that oh. um, Alex Rance is very close to being a Geelong player. Stop. Fuck
2: off,
3: stop. Off. So, I
4: say that as a friend. Fuck no, off.
3: no, really, get get fucked. Huh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you it your brand again, though. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, really. Um, he's got his school down in Geelong. Apparently, his family life is is okay now. I don't know, but well, I don't want to talk about that. But I've heard yes that Geelong have talked to Rance and I think the so is up. the football use, euphemism is he's in a good
4: place mentally.
3: I think yeah, that's obvious. Yeah. He's a required. He's a required player. No, um, no, he's
1: gone.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I well, just well, watch that space, they're well, definitely. I'm pretty sure they've talked to him now whether it comes to fruition or not. But um, I think they've made inquiries. I, I, might, I might become the new Tom Brown. Just, just breaking. Scott, you've got to say, the, you know, just... you gotta do it like this, though.
4: You've got to do it like this. I can reveal exclusively that conversations have broken down between St Kilda and the player in question. <laughs> and I can't reveal the name of the player. I can say right here on Footy Classified or whatever the show is that to watch this space. Well, you said nothing, pal. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah,
4: exactly. And
1: Scotty, yeah. nope. there's, there's a final giveaway. Has he got a real estate agent looking at properties near? You know, oh, that's a classic. That's my favourite round.
4: Always, <laughs> <is my> favorite. <laughs> I've heard he's had a look at a place in
1: Mogg's Creek. He's going. He's going. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, from Meredad, why hasn't Scotty come back yet? Well, we've got Scotty. We've got Scotty. Yeah, Scott. we've got a Scotty. That'll do. Uh, from uh, from Mark Dane, it's teaspoon. How do you think I got my nickname? Teaspoon. Yeah
3: how do i think it, it did you know have you got the story how he's
1: no no oh, i okay. haven't and i'm worried already
3: I'm <laughs> um right. i don't know how how do you got it? does anyone have a story on how you would be called teaspoon
1: no wow. i'm sure there'll be a follow-up though can uh, you please
3: let us know i'd be interested to know how you do well, follow up at least up. You're not tablespoon well, at least <laughs> i'd much prefer you be called teaspoon than tablespoon if i'm thinking <laughs> where i'm where i'm going the other I'm much happier that it's, it's tablespoon and teaspoon. <laughs> I'm
4: disgusted. I'm disgusted I got your train of thought so quickly. <laughs> yeah. oh,
6: wow.
3: Can
1: we be cancelled for thinking the wrong thing?
5: Quite yeah, possibly
3: well, in this day and age. Yeah. Uh, at, least, at least it's not Blumpkin. Or, you know, Or a dirty Scotty or something like that.
1: From Greg, Sam, uh, are the NRL stupid for not having origin on a Friday or Saturday night? Nothing else on?
3: Um, yeah, like I'll, Thanks, I'll actually go... Thanks, Not Before this. But Thanks, um, the uh, – <laughs> I think Origin has lost luster for sure. Um, I watched it last night. But it has to – and it's obviously they couldn't because it's during the middle of the season. But, um, yeah, I think it's – they, have to, they have probably have to play it. But um, I think it's definitely not nowhere near as good as it is during the middle of the year. And same with the rugby union. Well, I don't know what's happening in the union, but I think that's is union gone? Is union dead in Australia now. Like it just—it doesn't seem to be anywhere. It's in, it's in trouble. I, the, the thing about rugby union is they
4: put too much focus on the top tier and not enough in the grassroots. Oh, about twenty yeah. years. And 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 now, and now it's dying. And and, yeah. and 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 you see it with. But the problem is, is there's a group of people in Sydney and Brisbane screaming out for. Um, grassroots rugby and when I say grassroots I mean local club rugby which is like country footy in Victoria it's a yeah. lifeblood you know it's a, it's a really good it's a really good vibe and you have a look mate. they get more people to the shoot shield which is the local club rugby in Sydney than they do the Waratahs which is New South Wales yeah, you know, it, yeah. It's, they've done a thing. but one thing I do I, with origin and this is a, a question without notice to the panel. Is that the most valuable sporting property in the country? On TV, Sam, you
1: bro, yeah, I reckon probably. it will be.
3: Yeah, I think it is. Uh, and to Sam's question, I would say, listener, <laughs> I would say, um,
0: <laughs>
3: uh, yeah, I definitely think that um, Origin would have been good on a Friday or Saturday night here because, again, all the footy's gone. There's really nothing out. There's no sport on it like Saturday night. But get people over because it's not really a social thing on a Wednesday night. Like you're not having mm-hmm. people over, but well, you can't. Well, you can't everywhere else. But I think weekend people over have the bar and then watch the Origin. I think it give people an excuse to get out on the piss and watch it, go to a pub and stuff. So yes, I think they missed out on watching uh, on having the Origin on, on a Friday or Saturday night. But I think they. Sh- I know the money and stuff like. But it will been good to miss it a year and then come back next year. A year after it would've been fucking hey, crazy, but you- you couldn't yeah. do that. You you you, 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 you yeah. you're, you're
4: leaving millions on
3: the table. Well, I, 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 I understand that. But
4: I reckon the Friday Saturday night is best for non rugby league markets. Yes, that that's where it is. New South Wales and Queensland are going to watch it. You you the you I'm can play stop. it at seven o'clock on a Tuesday
3: morning. They'll watch it.
5: Mm. It's good for really right.
3: and and stuff to to be able to get into it. Like the AFL Grand Final, Ralph, on a night. <laughs> That's
1: right.
5: Uh, from hey, Trev.
4: Wait, I, I, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Can yeah. I? Can we have a question from listener Scott in New York.
3: Yeah, yeah. Oh. AFL Grand Final, day or night? Yeah, well, uh, Ralph, I I, I I like the night. Um, I I prefer playing at night. Um, it, it, Well, you know, for my own personal interest, like I've stated on this before, um, <laughs> I I think. I think a night grand final would be better for the hard-working ex-footballers who have won a premiership who need to get around to a function or two on oh. grand final day.
1: Oh. Uh,
3: yeah, exactly. there would be a lot more functions going on. So you would be able to scoot around for a lot more and speak at a lot more functions. So for hand up, personal interest, I'd love to see a night grand final because you'll probably make 10x what you do
6: know, on a day one. So, uh, but oh, I think
3: the night, I think it looked cool at night. Um, I don't think, I think, TV rights, TV numbers are huge. So, um, for me personally, yeah, I like it at night. Now it kind of ruins the winners' celebrations a bit because you don't have dinner and stuff like that. So, if you were playing, you'd probably prefer it in day and winning it because then you get that night to celebrate with your friends and family. Because if it's at a night game, you sort of if it's eleven o'clock and fucking bang, then you're out and you sort of miss the family and friends time. Or your friends will be fine, but you know, miss seeing your your kids or whatever or um, well, an analogy that really has a crack, yeah you <laughs> yeah well yeah exactly but well, I, I can't can Ralph and you think this, you can't see him going back to a day grade final can out
1: now I, and Scott, I'm a Melbourne boy growing up, uh, you know. If it was a matter of just a pure choice, I'd prefer a day grand final because I love that tradition of it. But I think now that they've done it and the northern markets are just so strong numbers-wise, I don't think they can go back because there's just too much money left on the table if they uh, go to a day grand final compared to the amount of people who'd watch it nationally at night again.
5: Sorry,
2: Ted. No, just do you think that the numbers were so high on the TV because there wasn't 100,000 people in Melbourne at the game? Like,
5: cause no, everyone I'm talking in national Melbourne, numbers.
2: Sorry, say that again.
1: I'm talking national numbers, so the right. New South Wales and Queensland numbers were just through the roof, and I just wouldn't get that if it was a Saturday afternoon or even a twilight and uh what that then means is that the uh sponsors who uh, or the advertisers will spend a lot more money with prime time ratings uh and so that's the the because you know uh, if you say to say to any player uh do you want to get paid much more for playing in a in night grand final than a day grand final uh, I don't think it'd be a long argument uh, Swanee.
5: No.
2: no, no, not at all. Nothing for nothing, mate. <laughs> Well, I love the <laughs> – like the NRL grand final has always been at night and I've always loved that because you get the spectacle of the the light show and the fireworks and it's like it's a different atmosphere. But I agree with Ralph. Like I quite like the day grand final from a punter's point of view. I like the the day drinking element to it. It's just it's something different. But I agree with what you're the, saying about sponsors and advertising the, dollars. The, the NRL grand final hasn't always
4: been at night. The NR no, Grand it Final was always three o'clock on a Sunday afternoon and then and then and then it slow they slowly made it pushed it out yeah. to a <clears throat> seven o'clock. My my argument is against the the night grand final and I say this as a as a punt is the tradition, which doesn't really Past muster. I think, I think the arguments that are being put forward by the AFL and others, and they, they've been flying this kite for years and they had the opportunity to do it. They've always, you know what the AFL's like. They go, listen, it's inevitable about it, this, that, and the other thing. This is our indigenous game. This idea that we have to follow things because, well, they do it in the NRL or the NFL has a night game, whatever it is, doesn't, it just doesn't hold up because this is our game if you want to change it then why don't change it to a round ball or why not throw it or you know i i i think that this is our thing we can just do with what we want if you want more money from sponsors ask for more money from the sponsors because they'll fucking pay it do you know why because this is the only show in town yeah, and, but, and and that that's the argument. This idea that we've got to pander to television audiences to get an extra two hundred thousand people that are never gonna watch a fucking home and away game, who gives a shit? Like, honestly.
5: I, I, yeah.
4: I I'm really hot on this. I'm really hot on this. And yeah, I've
5: had four glasses of wine. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> See, but like you can't you kind of answer because Sam just Sam said while well, the rugby league Grand always been a night. You said no it was during the day. In ten years the, if it's a night game, no one will remember it was during the day. People will be like, Oh, I don't remember fucking fell grand final's a night game. How what no, a great spectacle? Oh, no. No, I don't think people
4: will forget. Well, but I won't, I that, one, to, say but, that, to say that to say that people will forget it was at night, you actually used me remembering it was during the day to prove that I'm not sure that holds thoughts.
3: Sam said it Sam said it goes, it's always been a night. So yeah, I has got in an injury, Dane. She in doesn't know time. what she's <laughs> saying. Yeah. She's high. She's been high for two weeks. I've
5: been yeah. high for two weeks. Well, <laughs> back,
1: to the, back to the listeners. From Trav, what are you buying me for Christmas for putting up with the shit merch, uh, sorry, for the shit audio during lockdown?
2: Well, we're uh, going to come back together. That should be prize yeah, enough for you. And we may even have a Christmas party. Why not, Swanee and Friends? We may. We'll no. think yeah, about exactly. it. What do you reckon? That's that's it. From good. Mick, no, why not?
3: That's
1: a good question. Ralphie, who has the worst supercomputer, Dan Andrews or the TAB? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Dan Andrews is back in front after the weekend. <laughs> Sorry,
5: Ralphie, Ralphie, can,
4: can someone yeah. explain to me what happened? Because I've only just heard. Like, what was the T?
1: There's a TAB outage. Yes. So yeah. what 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 happened? So so they're saying it was an apparent fire. And, and, and that amuses me because I don't know how you can have an apparent fire. I reckon if something's burning, you know about
5: it. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty binary. <laughs> yeah. And there's
1: all sorts of theories going about about why a computer might have been. So now it's just down to put the quotation marks up at a apparent fire. Yeah. Um, and are they going to uh, have an uh,
3: inquiry about it? And just no one knows anything? Just, just like a <laughs> postal so. inquiry? Yeah, pretty or much, or, yep,
1: yep, absolutely. So the, that's, uh, who knows? But a, anyway, a, it would have um, cost... A,
3: And it certainly proves that um the gambling isn't doesn't move the horse racing at all that it's not led by gambling does it? horse racing no not at all
1: absolutely we're we're, we're here for the horses they're majestic the jockeys are fantastic trainers are fantastic just watch them run around in circles fuck the tab crash we better delay the race yeah Yeah. so yeah uh oh this one for swanning from bernie are you guys taking over the hot breakfast on triple m next year
3: well, well hey listen there's a gap. We're available. There's a gap. It'll be a it'll be a fucking hot breakfast or right? it will be a hot mic. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's for sure. Good. Well, it's not be our US correspondent. Um yeah. mate, right. I'm, we're available for chat. Now what time does the hot breakfast start?
5: Uh, it starts
1: at uh, six you just have to be there probably quarter to five for a production meeting. PM AM
3: Well, is there a hot is there a hot mid morning? <laughs> hot brunch? Is there a you is do the there hot, hot brunch? brunch?
1: Yeah. I've got a I'm going to question on this for Scott. What's harder, breakfast radio or midnight to dawn? A
5: oh, brekkie.
4: Yeah, no. breakfast. breakfast. Yeah, oh, really? yeah, yeah, Been yeah. And
1: working overnight. It is,
4: it is harder. I, I found it harder. Yeah, yeah. because, well, I, I think that was probably also where I was working. So I went from Triple J to Nova. So I'd gone from. 16-year-old rappers that Dane would sing along yeah. to. To, hey, coming up next, we've got tickets to Katy Perry. That's also, that's bit of build a spotlight. But hey, you should have seen the car I bought. Was a. rude? <laughs>
5: what was the
1: highlight of Midnight to Dawn or Triple J? Oh, there are a few weird, I'll, I'll tell you, okay, off, off, where did, where did
4: uh, I had an email address that I had for the show and you had some pretty lewd, like this is very early webcam stuff. And there was some pretty—that was my favourite part. That was—that was like, oh, this must be what it's like to be famous. <laughs>
1: I'll leave it at that. Oh God, okay.
4: I'm second Scott to be cancelled on this show. <laughs>
1: well, apparently it's like COVID—you can't get it twice. <laughs> We hope. Uh, From Corey, Ralph, your unbiased opinion on horses dying during the Melbourne Cup Carnival without responding with this is the fifth horse in 100 years that has died. Stats don't count here. Um, So I assume you're saying don't be cynical and tell it as it is. Yeah, the problem is it's international horses trained at Werribee and it's only since they've been using Werribee as a quarantine centre. The, there's a number of reasons what might be the case uh primarily that uh Werribee's quite a tight turning track and the uk horses uh train in straight lines on big undulating surfaces um and they're probably not conditioned enough and or they get here at the end when they're pretty tired after a european campaign but the bottom line is it's just totally unacceptable it's a stain on the sport and things have to change even though that makes the race better uh there hasn't been an australian horse that died in the melbourne cup since 1980 so that's a fair way uh it's forty years, uh but all these deaths are international horses. That's the only thing they have in common they're trained at Werribee and they uh or quarantine at Werribee where they train and uh and now it's just unacceptable. You can't have it in the premier race because you know I follow racing year round but um but the general public love it one day a year and you can't have it in the biggest day. Your thoughts guys
3: yeah no I, I- Totally agree. Yeah. Well, I was yeah. I was
2: actually curious to hear your opinion on it, Ralph. Purely because you obviously have not just an opinion; you have inside knowledge. Everyone's got a fucking opinion on it. When the thing is, you don't see or hear from any of these um, up to the cut people all throughout the year, and then all of a sudden they pop up the day before, and then they're there for a couple of days afterwards. Because undoubtedly, a horse has been dying every couple of years or whatever it is, which is unacceptable for the for the sport and for the animals. So. It's good to hear your um, insight, and and it's good to hear that there's something that can be changed and done about it. Do you know what I mean? It's not just a coincidence that these horses are always just dying in the Melbourne Cup. There's actually could quite possibly be a reason and something that we can change, which is good to hear.
1: What do you think from a distance, Scott? Are they similar deaths? I I, I don't know enough about
4: it, so I'm just
1: going to ask. Question. yeah so there's there's five that have happened in a race or race related because one of them was a uh, a a heart attack after a race, so you can okay. safely say that that's a race related because of the stress of being in a race. The other four were breakdowns in the race um two of them were on soft tracks, two of them were on firm tracks, so the only common thread that's there is that since the Werribee Quarantine Centre's been used, they used to train at Sandown, which is probably a bit more European-like because it's uh, wide open spaces, um, and they didn't have those problems then. So to me, it's just uh, really from a brand management or brand damage point of view, Racing Victoria just said, look, it's unacceptable. We don't know if it's the reason, but we know we have to change, so Werribee won't be used again. If they did that straight away, at least it would look to be (coughs) doing something that the average person can say, good I follow racing once a year I love having a Melbourne Cup sweep I'm sick of having to explain to my kids why there's a horse dying you're doing something you can't be taking months to hold an inquiry because racing's very good at sweeping things under the carpet and hasn't done the sport much good over the years and in this situation they just need to lead and it's uh, but the good thing is there are participants now like Danny O'Brien and Wayne Hawks and like as in elite uh, trainers and jockeys who know that it's bad for the wider image of the sport and they're they're piping up too. So I think change will happen for sure.
4: Do you reckon it's affecting it? Oh, 100%. I think it's a black eye for the sport on the day, but there's a halo effect of these.
5: Do you reckon there is?
1: Well, I do because, and you know, one of the... Few privileged gigs I've had is uh, is uh, MC the Melbourne Cup parade. I did that for about a decade, and when you see Melbourne literally stop and uh, for a parade of horses old horses and jockeys and trainers, everyone loves it, and they want to love the sport. You know, there's a reason it's a public holiday and everything else. But you know, and Michelle Payne's story was was so uh, embraced by wider society. Uh, Ollie, you know, 20 years ago, when uh, after his brother's uh, tragic uh, death,
5: media. You know,
1: Media puzzle, absolutely. So there's enough stories and, and enough. What, what, if racing doesn't do anything, what it'll lose is the amount of little investors who are happy to buy a share in a horse. Um, when I went on the Black Caviar Tour in uh, in 2012, we did a little, uh, there was 40 from Australia and we had a panel of UK experts there um, at the lunch. And I said, put up your hand if, you, if you've owned a share in a horse. And I think 39 out of 40 had owned a small share in a horse. And the uk people couldn't believe it because over there it's just the top sport every horse has one or two owners maximum um with a very odd exception but over here there's you know you can buy a, a percentage of a percentage of a percentage so it is that you have not played. You have not played local football if some guy
4: has not said You want to play a share. <laughs> that, that's it. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. And they're going to lose that if they don't do something. So that's why it's so important, even for the people who don't care about racing fifty-one weeks of the year. So, and as Sam said, then there's that there's that element that just want to latch on and and, uh, and uh, you know pound the sport for one week of the year, but you can't give them that that opportunity to do so. And that's what they did again this year with that uh, that, that death. So Swanee, the uh, the
4: night Melbourne Cup. Why do you want it? Yeah, put <laughs> blinkers on them away. Put on them
5: away. There you go.
4: So yeah. what about the horses? Like, can you imagine a time when, when you couldn't have, you know, why kick a moo cow? Come and celebrate with with its family after getting that
5: impressive shirt? No, exactly.
1: That's That's right, right. Cool. I know what, I know. Why your mates are here, David Scott? <laughs> That's good. We'll finish with this one from Brooke. How did you all meet your partners?
3: Okay, uh do you want me to go first? Yep. Sure. Uh business partners or <laughs> uh, Taylor, Taylor uh, I what they're asking. Met Taylor at a bar randomly. She uh landed in um oh, this is a bit, this is a longer story, but landed in Oz for the first time and met her in a bar the Friday night in 07 when we got beat by by five points in the prelim. So my life would have been a whole lot different if he had won that game. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying it's going to I'm not saying for better or for worse. It just would have been soccer, different. Worse, absolutely, would have been yeah. different. Um, so, but the odd thing about it is, she, on the plane she was, she must ask him what should I do, and they said uh, go to you have to go watch the game. of AFL. and little did I know that Taylor went to that the game I played in that night. So she sat there on her own and watched me play. She obviously didn't know who I was. And then people behind her said, come to a bar with us. So she went, she was on her own. And then I was at that, a lot of sliding doors moments. So I was at that bar because we were, we were going to, the whole team were going to the joint on trouble Street just up here. Frostbite, I think it was called. Oh. And, oh and <laughs> there's one from the alcoholic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Frostbite. Yeah, story, little did I know that a couple of the boys were getting an urn to get us all in there <laughs> thought, so um i didn't find that out till a year or two later but hey, hey you,
1: I, you, you've learned since how to do that properly yeah
3: oh, yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> so, so my mate my mate was at um baroque it was where I, she was and i said mate come in he wouldn't come on his own because i made a short night. i said fuck you, I'm gonna come and get you so i jumped i said i'll be backing up for now i jumped in a ooh, oh i don't know that was must have been was back then I jumped in a cab <laughs> yeah. went to baroque got it Went in, had to be able to grab him, Obviously, seen her, and then the the rest, as I say, history. But it was weird because we met, and she was like, "Oh, obviously, met Friday night." Then, well, I was out Saturday night, obviously, because when you finish footy, you go in. Yeah, do interrupt. Can I just say
4: to the bloke that's gone? I reckon I'm half a chance with the American in front here. Let's get it to Baroque. I can <laughs> like Dane Swan. Game
3: over. <laughs> exactly. So well, so went out, and then. Saturday night yeah then she was like oh so what are you doing Sunday I was like oh I'm going to the pub she's like fuck what again she so had to be like I don't think I'm a flat, professional athlete, the pub? you don't she understand how committed I am she didn't really know what I what I did and then on the Monday morning she's like oh, do you want to get lunch I was like mad Monday I was like oh I'm going to be at the pub <laughs> she's like I've got to be at the pub at 10am she's like ah now what the fuck am I getting myself into like <laughs> raging up I was like "Ah." Oh, Listen, this is just a fucked up week. Like, I'll explain it at another time, and then obviously, but yeah, she we, we stuck through. She she seen the brown, she must have clicked on the brown one that night, and that was in 'oh seven where um, I must have got a few votes, and she was like, "Oh fuck, that's that's him," and that's obviously why she likes me because <laughs> <laughs> she polled well. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Scott, you, ah, uh, yeah, we met at a bar um, through friends. I've just at a bar. Um, yeah, met a bar with some mates and then ended up, with, we now live together as husband and wife on the same street as that bar. In no, wow. New York. Oh, wow. Oh, good. No, I,
2: met, I met my yeah, partner in the same bar that have? Dane met yeah. his. Isn't that weird? Oh,
3: there you go. That is very weird. What, well, Dane 10 there? years
2: ago. I don't know, probably. No, I was, my ex-boyfriend actually is an owner of Brock, so I was there with my current, my ex-boyfriend, which was my current boyfriend at the time, and I met the guy who is now my boyfriend then.
5: Oh, mum confused. I, I, was dating, I was
2: dating a guy who owned like Brock, go further. <laughs> and I, while I was Very there good. as his girlfriend, I met my now current boyfriend.
3: Okay.
1: That's, well a, that's a lot simpler. And Ralph? Um, well, I uh, we were we were mates for about a year before we started going out, but I met her when I was doing a freelance column in a magazine called Sports Weekly, and I had to fax through my copy, and it was just so very, very humu- uh, amusing and, and hilarious. And so, <laughs> Sue was the editor's assistant, so she'd have to get the uh, the copy off the uh, off the uh, fax machine, <laughs>
6: yeah.
1: and uh, and from there, uh, from there we became mate, So and then we started going out. So there you go. There's my sliding doors moment, Swanee.
4: Thank you. Hey. Hey. you guys, are you guys partners or is she a shared connection with the horse racing thing? How do you describe each
1: other? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm the trainer. No, no, uh, yes, we, we, we got married in 2002. Probably our uh, honeymoon wasn't far from where you are now. So there you go. Yeah, very good. Hey, uh, so we're winding up because this, is this a record, Sam?
2: This is a record. We're at one hour 18.
1: Uh, and, for and four wines in for Scott, too. Thanks so much for being part of it, Scott.
3: Yeah, thanks, Come mate. welcome here. back any time. Absolutely.
1: I'll we'll be, no, we'll be here.
3: Sweet,
1: mate. And uh, we've got nothing to plug because we're still not properly allowed out of the house yet, are we, Sam?
3: No, not no. quite.
2: Almost. We'll be back together soon, guys. Don't you yeah. worry.
1: Hey, uh, And we've got another good special guest from the States next week. So thanks for joining us. On Donald Trump.
5: Donald Trump. <laughs> 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 <a friend>. Yeah. <laughs>